0: Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hidden Zoo where every week we make fun of an animal that probably does not exist. I'm Don, with me as always is Blake.
1: Also we'll probably talk about Star Wars, who knows. Well, we just talked a lot about Star Wars in between
0: recordings. You
1: yeah. get it out of the system, you Blake,
0: think? Blake was telling me about hobo seals in Hawaii. <laughs> I
1: think they're I think it's transient is the term. The bomb but seals. If you're a seal scientist, let us know. Those lazy seals that just can't get jobs. They just like panhandling from other seals. Industrious well, didn't seals. these Seal entitlement programs. Yeah, I know. The seal welfare state help these SEALs just bootstrap the fuck up and take care of their shit. They don't have boots. (laughs) Well, that's... (laughs) There you go. Well, there you go. (laughs) My point exactly. (gasps) Oh, SEALs. Um, There's some kind of way to make that racist and Republican, but...
0: Well, it's already Republican. (laughs) We just have to make it racist and it will be... There you go.
1: ...Trumpian. These SEALs. Entitlement uh, There's got to be a racial slur for seals No, it's cool, Trump pardoned the seal (laughs) One of my best friends is a seal I'm not racist He pardoned that war criminal seal (laughs) (laughs) See Uh,
0: flopper There you go, there's the racial slur for seals
1: Damn Hauling out on my beach
0: Freaking floppers
1: This is a humans only beach Yeah, get out of here Get out of that water. Get to go your own water. Separate but equal. Get a job like that dolphin. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, he jumps and, and spins circles in the air. He earns his fish.
1: Not, it's not degrading. It's work. But Trump pardoned that dolphin that killed that lady at SeaWorld, though. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's friends with all those sexual assault dolphins. <laughs> yeah, he loves the rape dolphins. The ones that hump you when you try to meet them.
0: I was talking with some friends. So, uh, quickly, recording this on the day Kobe Bryant died in a plane crash, or helicopter crash. And one of my friends was like, how soon, like, how, how is Trump going to make this about him?
1: Like, he hasn't yet?
0: Uh, not that I know of. Not that I've seen well, it. probably
1: a... has to tell him who Kobe was. Yeah
0: uh uh as with me he was falsely accused it was all fake news he invented
1: that hamburger I like yeah he will leave behind excellent steak excuse me he that hamburger hamburger that I like the Trump, one. Trump steaks better than Kobe steaks but Kobe steaks I hear very tremendous I don't know anything about it I just know it's expensive very good so it must be the best so it's the best and it's fancy like me he was flying in a helicopter. I didn't know what kind of helicopter that was. I had to look it up. He was a beautiful beautiful basketball man. I imagine in a week we'll know what happened, but we don't know today. So, um, I want to get
0: started kind of early as I fall started on last the last recording cuz I forgot it was your turn to talk about okay.
1: that left pass. I had to also get that out before I forgot cuz Yeah. So, uh, part of my afternoon was watching that
0: what, what I wanted to do today was talk about uh, – I wanted to talk about Albert Osman, the, uh, the guy who claimed 33 years after it supposed was supposed to have happened that he was kidnapped by a family of Bigfoots in the British Columbian wilderness. Mm-hmm. And so I was researching this guy, and there are a bunch of retellings of his story, and then I, I found a page that just has his entire first-person account. And it's fairly long, and if it gets boring, we could skip boring parts. I skimmed it. I have not pre-read this. We're going in cold. I vaguely remember this from cryptozoology books when I was a kid. What I do remember is that the Sasquatch closed him up in his, in his sleeping bag and dragged him away like in, like in Jason X. Oh, it didn't just pick him up like a Santa sack. No, dragged him through the woods, and he's like, it he was cringing in there with his rifle. I'm sure he'll explain it better than I can. And
1: let him tell, in his, tell us in his own words.
0: Yes. Okay. So Albert Osman, uh told the story in 1957, claimed to have happened in
1: 1924. So believable. Yeah. What? Just. Have we looked this up as to when Bigfoot became established as a as a phenomenon? Ah, when it really ah, hit public consciousness?
0: I I um, I don't know that there's a clear answer for that.
1: Because I know they love to they love to backdate shit. Like, yeah. oh, well, we have this account from 1890, which guarantees it's real, right? And but, it- when, but when was it? Like, what did everyone know about Bigfoot? I guess is the question.
0: I think if you had to draw a line in the sand, my personal line would probably be the Patterson film. Like, that was a watershed moment for Bigfoot. But Mm -hmm. it's not the only thing. Like, for sure by the 50s. Yeah. But Patterson was in, what, 61? That was 67, maybe? Sixty seven, That was my second guess. I was thinking it was the later. 67, yeah. So it was well into hippie era. Okay, so here we go. Albert Osman, Canadian hunter and outdoorsman, was in his 60s, I believe, when he told this story. And the story comes from, let give proper credit, Sasquatch, The Apes Among Us by cryptozoologist John Green, published in 1978. Not to be confused with John Green, the author of The Fault in Our Stars and notable Indianapolis resident and nerd girl heartthrob. <laughs> The fact that he published books set in Indianapolis gives me hopes for my manuscript. Like, okay, people won't turn down your book just because it's set in Indianapolis. <laughs>
1: Good. <laughs> well, I bet there's somebody who that's the, that's the first deal breaker.
0: I have always... Do you want me to do a funny voice? Should oh, ca- like a prospector voice? I've always followed Logan and construction work. This time I had worked over one year on a construction job and I thought a good vacation was in order. BC ooh, is ooh, famous ooh. for Lost Gold Mines. Ooh. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Lost, gold mine. lost Gold Mines? Lost Gold Mines. Maybe like a really bad Canadian accent.
1: Or well, we need just Kelsey Grammer to do it so he sounds like uh, the fat guy the oh, from Toy Story.
0: So he sounds like a hardcore Republican fascist apologist. <laughs> cool. Um one is supposed to be at the end of Toba Inlet. Why not look for this mine and have a vacation at the same time? Actually that sounds like fun. Can we do that? You wanna go do that? Sure. Wanna go look for a gold mine and have a vacation in the woods?
1: Gold and Bigfoot, sign uh-huh. me up.
0: I took the Union steamship boat to Lund B C. From there I hired an old Indian to take me to the head of Toba Inlet. So we've got an Indian. We have a Native <laughs> American. This old Indian was a very talkative old gentleman. He told me stories about gold brought out by a white man from this lost mine. Ah, the white man. He found the gold the Indians couldn't find. This white man was a very heavy drinker, spent his money freely in saloons, but he had no trouble in getting more money. He would be away for a few days and come back with a bag of gold. But one time he went to his mine and never came back. Some people said a Sasquatch had killed him. By the way, if this seems lazy to the listeners, yeah, it's kind of lazy, but why rewrite it when I can just, he's going to tell it better than I can retell it. Exactly. So we can make fun of him in his own words. At that time, I had never heard of Sasquatch. So I asked what kind of animal he called a Sasquatch. The Indian said they have hair all over their bodies, but they are not animals. They are people, big people living in the mountains. My uncle saw the tracks of one that were two feet long. Oh, so he was from Idaho. His uncle saw a Bigfoot. (laughs)
1: Everyone's uncle's seen a Bigfoot here.
0: One old Indian saw one over eight feet tall. I told the Indian I didn't believe in their old fables about mountain giants. It might have been some thousands of years ago, but not nowadays. The Indian said, there may not be many, but they still exist. We arrived at the head of the inlet about 4 p.m. I made camp at the mouth of a creek. The Indian had supper with me, and I told him to look out for me in about three weeks. I would be camping at the same spot when I came back. Next morning, I took my rifle with me but left my equipment at the camp. I decided to look around for some deer trail to lead me into the mountains. On the way up the inlet, I had seen a pass in the mountain that I wanted to go through to see what was on the other side. Uh, okay, here's his equipment. I'm going to skip some. He had a 30 30 Winchester special homemade prospect and pick. With an axe on one hand and a pick on the other, no one's. That's amazing. That's a, what would you even call that?
1: That's a Pulaski. A Pulaski? Yeah, axe on one end, pick on the other. It's amazing that there's a that there's a name for that. Yeah, because he just it's
0: invented it. He made it homemade.
1: Wildland firefighting fighting tool. Uh, I'll send you. I'll send you the a picture. I know they exist.
0: I'm making fun of the fact that he thinks he invented it. Oh, okay. I had a leather case for this pick, which fastened to my belt, also my sheath knife. So that's what he's carrying around. He bought some sugar, salt and matches. Uh, his food was mostly canned stuff. He had some bacon, bag of beans, four pounds of prunes, and six packs of macaroni and cheese. Three pounds of pancake flour. He's getting real in the weeds here. He had a biscuit tin, sleeping bag. He had a ground sheet, a small frying pan, aluminum pot. It was about a gallon. He sounds like a real good old-timey prospector.
1: He's ready to go. Yeah, it's set up.
0: He found a place, started digging for water, found a small spring, made a trough from cedar bark and got some water. Rested till evening found another campsite spent two days here just resting and prospecting the first night here i shot a small deer two days later i found an exceptionally good campsite he had a classy setup rigged a pole from this rock wall to hang my pack sack on and i arranged some flat rocks for my fireplace for cooking and this is when things began to happen i'm a heavy sleeper not much disturbs me after i go to sleep especially on a good bed like i had now Next morning, I noticed things had been disturbed during the night. But nothing missing that I could see. I roasted my grouse on a stick for breakfast. That night, I filled up the magazine of my rifle. I still had one box full of 20 shells and six shells in my coat pocket. That night, I laid my rifle under the edge of my sleeping bag. I thought a porcupine had visited me the night before, and Porky's like leather. So I put my shoes in the bottom of my sleeping bag.
1: (laughs) Oh, put your shoes inside or a porky gonna eat the leather
0: There's old prospector wisdom right there Take that to the <laughs> grave with you. Next morning my pack sack had been emptied out Someone had turned the sack upside down It was still hanging on the pole from the shoulder straps As I had hung it up Then I noticed one half pound package of prunes was missing <laughs> Bigfoot likes prunes Don't you know he's often stopped up Sasquatch be pooping <laughs> All my pancake flour was missing But my salt bag was not touched Porky's always look for salt So porkies. everywhere. Porky's like salt and leather <laughs> I decided it must be Something else other than
1: porkies. I was knee deep in their leavings
0: <laughs> I looked for tracks But found none I did not think it was a bear They always tear up and make a mess of things I kept close to camp these days In case this visitor would come back I climbed up on a big rock where I had a good view of the camp, but nothing showed up. I was hoping it would be a porky, so I would get a good porky stew. These visits had been going on for three nights now. Excuse me. Hmm. This night it was cloudy and looked like it might rain. I took special notice of how everything was arranged. I closed my pack sack. I did not undress. I only took off my shoes, put them in the bottom of my sleeping bag. I drove... Yeah, because of the porkies. (laughs) I drove my prospecting pick into one of the cypress trees so I could reach it from my bed. I also put the rifle alongside me inside my sleeping bag. I fully intended to stay awake all night to find out who my visitor was, but I must have fallen asleep. I was awakened by something picking me up. I was half asleep and at first I did not remember where I was. As I began to get my wits together, I remembered I was on this prospecting trip and in my sleeping bag. Okay, have you ever had that happen because it happens in stories and movies where you wake up and you don't know where you are? Uh no. I have also had never had that
1: happen. It it's I guess if I was made had I actually been physically transported to another location, then right. yeah, you would know where you were, but no. Yeah, I've never
0: awoken on a vacation or a camping trip and be like, where am I? Where am I? Oh, oh, I'm on vacation.
1: I've had where I wake up and realize that I'm not in the place I was in my dream I was having. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm where I'm, I'm in the same place where I fell asleep. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay. My first thought was it could be a snow slide, but there was no snow around my camp. Then it felt like I was tossed on horseback, but I could feel whoever it was was walking. Oh, so he did get a Sanisac treatment. I was mistaken. Oh, you, okay, good. Yeah. I tried to reason out what kind of animal this could be. I tried to get my sheath knife and cut my way out, but I was in an almost sitting position and the knife was under me. I could not get hold of it, but the rifle was in front of me. I had a good hold of that and had no intention to let go of it. At times, I could feel my pack sack touching me, and I could feel the cans in the sack touching my back. After what seemed like an hour, I could feel we were going up a steep hill. I could feel myself rise for every step. What was carrying me was breathing hard and sometimes gave a slight cough. Now, I knew this must be one of the mountain Sasquatch giants the Indian told me about. I was in a very uncomfortable position, unable to move. I was sitting on my feet, and one of the boots in the bottom of the bag was crosswise with the hobnail sole up across my foot. It hurt me terribly, but I could not move. It was very hot inside. Hobnails suck. Yeah, but they're good for prospecting. <laughs> sure, was, not? It was lucky for me this fellow's hand was not big enough to close up the whole bag when he picked me up. There was a small opening at the top, otherwise I would have choked to death. Now he was going downhill. I could feel myself touching the ground at times, and at one time he dragged me behind him and I could feel he was below me. Then he seemed to get on level ground and was going at a trot for a long time. By this time, I had cramps in my legs, the pain was terrible, I was wishing he would get to his destination soon. I could not stand this type of transportation much longer. Now he was going uphill again. It did not hurt me so bad. I tried to estimate the distance and directions. As near as I could guess, we were about three hours traveling. I had no idea when he started, as I was asleep when he picked me up. So the the Sasquatch walked for three hours, fucked with this guy's camp, and then walked home, and then did it again the next night, and then came back again to pick him up and take him back. So it's a six hour round trip for this Sasquatch.
1: Hmm. Well, what else the Sasquatch had to do? I don't know. Forage for fucking food. Maybe he was on the way to the post office. Sleep. <laughs>
0: Bigfoot need mail Christmas cards.
1: (laughs) Bigfoot need get steps in.
0: (laughs) Bigfoot Fitbit stopped working, but Bigfoot count anyway. Apple
1: Watch continually bothered me to move.
0: (laughs) Finally, he stopped and let me down. Then he dropped my pack sack. I could hear the cans rattle. Then I heard chatter, some kind of talk I did not understand. The ground was sloping, so when he let go of my sleeping bag, I rolled downhill. I got my head out to get some air. I tried to straighten my legs and crawl out, but my legs were numb. It was still dark. I could not see what my captors looked like. I tried to massage my legs to get some life in them and get my shoes on. I could hear now it was at least four of them. They were standing around me and continuously chattering. I had never heard a Sasquatch before the Indian told me about them, but I knew I was right among them. But how to get away from them? That was another question. I got to see the outline of them now as it began to get lighter, through the, though the sky was cloudy and it looked like rain. In fact, there was a slight sprinkle. I now had circulation in my legs, but my left foot was very sore on top, where it had been resting on my hobnail boots. I got my boots out from the sleeping bag and tried to stand up. I found that I was wobbly on my feet, but I had a good hold of my rifle. I asked, What do you fellows want with me? Only some more chatter. I was getting, it was getting lighter now, and I could see them quite clearly. I could make out forms of four people, two big and two little ones. They were all covered with hair and no clothes on at all. I could now make out the mountains all around me. I looked at my watch. It was four twenty five a m It was getting lighter now, and I could see the people clearly. They looked like a family, old man, old lady, and two young ones, a boy and a girl. The boy and the girl seemed to be scared of me. The old lady did not seem too pleased about what the old man dragged home, but the old man was waving his arms and telling them all what he had in mind. They all left me then suddenly this is this is a life day thing that's what that's what it was happening. <laughs>
1: Just bringing them home for life
0: day, I just wanted a guest for life Day. Grandpa wanted to share his hollow porn. <laughs> I had my compass and my prospecting glass on strings around my neck, the compass in my left hand shirt pocket and my glass in my right hand pocket. One tried to reason our lo- I tried to reason our location and where I was. I could see now that I was in a small valley or basin about eight or ten acres surrounded by high mountains on the southeast side there was a v-shaped opening about eight feet wide at the bottom and about 20 feet high at its highest point. That must be the way I came in. But how will I get out? The old man was now sitting near this opening. Uh, so let's see. Opened his pack sack. Uh, had some coffees, three cans of milk, rye king, hardtack, butter sealer, half full of butter. But his prunes and his macaroni were missing. And the box of shells for his rifle. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, they know what's up. Yeah, they know how to protect themselves. I wanted hot coffee, but I had no wood and nothing around here that looked like wood. The boy and girl were watching me from behind a juniper bush. I decided there must be some water around here. So he left his utensils behind, opened his coffee tin, emptied the coffee in a dish towel, and tied it with a metal strip from the can and went looking for water. He noticed when he got back that the Bigfoots were sleeping on the east side wall of the valley was a shelf in the mountainside with overhanging rock looking something like a big undercut and a big tree about 10 feet deep and 30 feet wide the floor was covered with lots of dry moss and they had some kind of blankets woven of narrow strips of cedar bark packed with dry moss they looked very practical and warm with no need of washing so Bigfoot can use tools which stands to reason he's a large primate what are you looking at
1: uh, I'm reading the Wikipedia article For Albert Ostman <clears throat> I count on you for witty banter Oh, I was, I was absorbing facts You okay. know, this is cited as a good non-fiction, non-fiction story To get children excited about reading Yay So generous to call this a non-fiction story The Boy Scouts Featured the story in Boy's Life Which I used to be a subscriber to
0: Aww When I was a kid Wonder if it was ever in Highlights for Children with a maze or with, a jumble. Like uh, Gallant finds the hunter in the woods and leaves him alone. Goofus kidnaps him and takes him home to his Bigfoot family.
1: Oh, I love this title. Bigfoot Advocate. John Green cites the story as evidence for the existence of Bigfoot. I love <laughs> Bigfoot Advocate.
0: Yep. <laughs> He's advocating for Bigfoot.
1: Add yeah, that to my like to. When people...
0: <laughs> He's Bigfoot's PR man.
1: Describe yourself. I would... In all my... In my list of things, I have to put Bigfoot, Bigfoot advocate. That's in your elevator pitch? Like I'm a lawyer for Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> if Bigfoot lives on endo with a bunch of three-foot-tall Ewoks, you must
1: well, acquit. I used to be a Bigfoot advocate, but then the money got to me and I became a Bigfoot lobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> I sold I sold out to Big Bigfoot. <laughs>
0: I was a pro bono Bigfoot advocate, but then I had to become a corporate Bigfoot advocate. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. You know, I'm just
1: on the hill all day lobbying for corporate Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know that senator's in the pocket of Big Bigfoot. Oh yeah. That's the the senator from Idaho. Bought bought and paid for by Big, Big, Big Bigfoot, Bigfoot. And the Bigfoot lobby. <laughs> Okay, he so are never going sh- to get any Bigfoot control passed if we can't stand up to the Bigfoot body. Big,
0: Damn you, Denver Riggleman.
1: <laughs> you and your ideological ilk. Denver, I can't believe that guy's name was Denver Riggleman. And he wants to fuck Bigfoot. And he wants to draw giant Bigfoot dicks. It's fine. And that's a real person that exists. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so, on the first day, not much happened. I
0: had to eat my food cold. The young fellow was coming nearer me and seemed curious about me. My one snuff box was empty, so I I, relied it toward him. This is obviously not correct. When he saw it coming, he sprang up quick as a cat and grabbed it. He went over to his sister and showed her. They found out how to open and close it. They spent a long time playing with it. Then he tried it over to the old man and showed him. They had a long chatter. Next morning, I made up my mind to leave this place if I had to shoot my way out. I cannot stay much longer. I had only enough grub to last me till I got back to Toba Inlet. I did not know the direction, but I would go downhill and I would come out near civilization someplace. I rolled up my sleeping bag, put that inside my pack sack, picked up the few cans I had, swung the sack on my back, injected the shell in the barrel of my rifle, and started, started for the opening in the wall. The old man got up, held up his hands as though he would push me back. I pointed to the opening. I wanted to go out, but he stood there pushing towards me and said something that sounded like, Soka, Soka. I backed up about sixty feet. I did not want to be too close, I thought, if I had to shoot my way out. A thirty thirty might not have much effect on this fellow, it might make him mad. I only had six shells, so I decided to wait. There must be a better way than killing him in order to get out from here. I went back to my campsite to figure out some other way to get out. The Soka Soka, is that a Sasquatch call?
1: Uh I is, don't know, that's... Is some.
0: it. Is it better than Sasquatch? Sasquatch!
1: I guess if you just put a bunch of apostrophes in there, it's an alien language.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It's a, yeah.
1: Soka, so... Soka, I'm, I'm, soka, I was, I'm, soka, soka, solo. e <laughs> Solo. I uh, solo? Looking up pack sack. So you could figure out what a pack... I bet it's this backpack. Pack sack, if that's just a pack? Or a pack with a sack attached? Pack sack. Pack sack. That also sounds like it could be a Star Wars alien. <laughs> Each a uh, pack sack. <laughs> I
0: think like George Lucas just saw uh, like an
1: old duffel bag and was like, "Dad, make, make an alien like that," or some weird grocery store that isn't in my area. The pack, pack, pack. sack.
0: The sack and pack. <laughs> no, that huh. sounds like sack and pack. Sounds like a weird sex sack, sack on Urban
1: Dictionary. Gross! The I can, old, he had, did the old pack and sack on that Bigfoot.
0: No oh man, nobody has ever done pack and sack. Everyone just says they know someone who did it. <laughs> it's just theoretical. I, can, I, I, I just a backpack. <laughs> okay, that's what I figured. Weird old timey Canadian word for
1: backpack. Old timey sack and packin'.
0: I could make friends with the young fellow or the girl. They might help me if I, if I could only talk to them. Then I thought of a fellow who saved himself from a mad bull by blinding him with snuff in his eyes. But how will I get near enough to this fellow to put snuff in his eyes? So I decided next time to give the young fellow my snuff box to leave a few grains of snuff in it. He might give the old man a taste of it. But the question is, what direction will I go if I should get out? I must have been near twenty five miles northeast of Toba Inlet when I was kidnapped. This fellow must have traveled twenty five miles in the three hours he carried me. If we went west, we would be near saltwater. same thing if we went if he went south. therefore he must have gone northeast. If I then kept going south and over two mountains, I must hit saltwater someplace between Lund and Vancouver uh, Oh next day old lady came back about 4 p.m. with arms full of grass and twigs and spruce and hemlock and some kind of nuts that grow in the ground he'd seen lots of them on vancouver island the young fellow went up into the mountain came back some uh grass with long sweet roots he gave me some one day they tasted very sweet i gave him another snuff box with about a teaspoon of snuff in it he tasted it then went to the old man he liked it with his tongue they had a long chat I made a dipper from a milk can. I made many dippers. You can use them for pots, too. You cut two slits near the top of the can, and then cut a limb from any small tree, cut down the back of the limb to so the stem of the tree, then taper the part and cut from the stem. Then cut a hole in the taper part, slide the taper part into the slit you have made in the can, and then you have a good handle on your can.
1: So we got some. That's good... so much detail. Why? Yeah. Good survival tips. It's like he already had a Loss in the Wood story. He just added Bigfoot's to it. <laughs> I threw
0: one over to the young fellow that was playing near my camp. He picked it up and looked at it, and then he went to the old man and showed it to him. So the, the Bigfoot conversation is like, Dad, he gave me another thing.
1: It's, all, it's like the, the, the Bigfoots are just ancillary to being in the woods.
0: Yeah. I made some shit, and I gave it to a Bigfoot, and he showed his dad. And the dad <laughs> gave it back. Chattered at me. Stop giving my son your weird shit. We don't need your crap.
1: Uh, yeah, they clearly, I think they probably do just fine in the woods, Mm -hmm. because they live there. (laughs) Then he came to me,
0: pointed at the dipper, and then at his sister. I could see he wanted one for her, too. I had other peas and carrots, so I made one for his sister. He was standing about eight feet away from me. When I had made the dipper, I dipped it in water and drank from it. He was very pleased, almost smiled at me. Then I took a chew of snuff, smacked my
1: lips, said, that's good. (laughs) Good Gonna get him sick on chaw like Sandlot. <laughs> Gonna puke on the on the tilt-a-whirl. <laughs> puke on the. On the... <laughs> He 's going to
0: make a tilt to see here 's how you make a forest tilt-a-whir, tilt-a-whirl. you take all the cans from all the food you ate, you poke holes in the cans and you combine three cans together using a stick that you tied together with some reeds, right Then you have a bigger stick, you make four of those three can varieties that you just made you need the three cans together with the three sticks and the reeds, and you take some bigger sticks, you all connect them at a junction in the center around a tree that you have specifically
1: cut to spin in a circle. Now all I need is a carnival trabot. Or was it the Scrambler? What were they on? I think it was the Scrambler. I'm picturing the Scrambler.
0: Yeah, and I just described how to make a Scrambler out of tin cans and
1: sticks, not a <laughs> tilt a whirl, so it's I never it, saw that on Survivor Man. It's the Scrambler.
0: I don't think Les ever needed to make a, a, a Carnival ride on Survivor Man. Oh maybe he'll do a season called Survivor Man uh Carney. Carnival. <laughs> he did one about Bigfoot that I haven't watched.
1: That's true. That was it listed in the references to Albert Ostman. Yeah. So television appearances. Survivor Man.
0: Uh, the young fellow pointed to the old man. He said something that sounded like "ook." <laughs> ook, ook, ook. So, uh, for anybody who is a Discworld fan, he was obviously related to the librarian. You ever of read course. Discworld? The librarian. The, the, all, the librarian at the Wizard's College is uh, is an orangutan.
1: Is that Neil Gaiman?
0: Yeah, uh, no, that's Pratchett. The other one. Yeah, the <laughs> other guy
1: from Good. Good the um, other Mons. one. I confuse those yeah. two a lot.
0: Yeah, and all of the all the librarian ever says is "ook," but he can communicate a lot with a very simple "ook." I got the idea the old man liked snuff, and the young fellow wanted a box for the old man. I shook my head. I mentioned with my hands for the motion with my hands for the old man to come to me. I did not do not think the young fellow understood what I meant. He went to his sister and gave her the dipper I made for. They didn't come near me again that day. I had now been here six days, but I was sure I was making progress. If only I could get the old man to come over to me, get him to eat a full box of snuff that would kill him for sure, and that way kill himself, I wouldn't be guilty of murder.
1: Well, that's a nice... What a nice guy. (gasps) Just let him overdose on drugs I gave him. That's not my fault. Yeah, this Bigfoot needs to learn some self-control. He needs to handle his highs,
0: fucking Sasquatch. The old lady was a meek old thing. The young fellow was by this time quite friendly. The girl would not hurt anybody. Her chest was flat like a boy's. No development like young ladies. I'm glad he
1: was looking... (laughs) The little girl it, sasquatch tits. It wasn't a sexy girl sasquatch like I've been led to believe exists. No. Just one fugly, <laughs> ugly flat sasquatch. Bullshit A-cup sasquatch. <laughs> oh. I'm sure if I could get the old
0: man out of the way, I could easily have brought this girl out with me to civilization.
1: Great, he wants to... <laughs> he wants to Epstein a sasquatch. Oh, no, he's going to take her to Sasquatch Island. <laughs> but what good would that have been? I would have would have had to keep her in a cage for public
0: display. I don't think we have any right to force our way of life on other people, and I don't think they would like it. So he can follow the prime directive. <laughs> but he's going to murder a Bigfoot with drugs.
1: Yeah. Well, the, he wouldn't stop talking about the forbidden zone. <laughs> and talking about how man is bad.
0: I said Ernka, Ernka. That means
1: <laughs> the forbidden zone.
0: <laughs> it's like a Sasquatch for dirty fucking Romulans. <laughs> the young fellow might've been between 11 to 18 years old. Good God, man. That's a 50% error thing. Uh, He was about seven feet tall and might weigh about 300 pounds his chest would be 50 to 55 inches his waist 36 to 38 inches i could not fucking judge that like i guess i could judge waist because i know what size pants i wear but if you ask like
1: what size is that guy's chest i don't know four that's a weird thing to be analyzing like i bet he'd wear a 42 regular
0: yeah he would need an extra long tie
1: he could not do a full Windsor knot, not this Sasquatch. You saw a Bigfoot? Yeah, I think he was about a 44 long. Mm-hmm. Maybe 32, 32 pants. Yep.
0: Uh, you know. pretty dumb. They're 30, big across the top. 34 inch inseam?
1: <laughs> what size shoes would he wear? Oh, I don't fucking know that. Oh, his shirt was probably a 16 and a half by 33. Uh, relaxed fit. <laughs> he was, he's a
0: husky boy. Uh, He had wide jaws, narrow forehead that slanted upward, round at the back, about four or five inches higher than the forehead. The hair on their heads was about six inches long. The hair on the rest of their body was short and thick in places. The woman's hair on the forehead had an upward turn like some women have. They call it bangs among women's hairdos. So she had bangs
1: like a 50s housewife. (laughs) This is what a dorky looking Sasquatch. (laughs) Pretty much the Velma of Bigfoots.
0: (laughs) Honey, what the fuck did you bring home this time? Uh, It's just a man I found. He was in a bag. So I brought him home. Damn it! What did I tell you about bringing strange men
1: home? It's a six-hour round trip. I named him Bright Eyes. (laughs) You know how much I like going to Man Falls to look for men. Seems pretty
0: smart. He keeps taking snuff, though. That's, That's bad for him. I don't think he realizes. What's this dumb thing on a stick he made for us? (laughs) They could have been anywhere between 40 to 60 years old. The old lady. Why not? She had wide hips and a goose-like walk. She was not built for beauty or speed. So he's judging the attractiveness of both female Bigfoots. See, do I want to fuck either of these Bigfoots? No. One
1: step ahead in case you can't escape. (laughs) Got to figure out which one I want to fuck. Because he's doing fuck, marry, kill with the Bigfoots. Pretty much. I got to pick one quick. All right. So
0: I want to... Before they assign me one. I'm going to fuck the young girl. I'm going to marry the boy because he's pretty nice to me. Kill dad. We've already established
1: that. (laughs) No, he's going to kill himself. (laughs) Oh, that's right. So I have to kill mom because dad's going to kill himself. And I will wash
0: my hands of it. Some of these lovable... (laughs) I'm glad I didn't read this beforehand. Some of those lovable brassieres and uplifts would have been a great improvement on her looks and her figure. So, he's, he's, he's dressing Sasquatch with his eyes. Uh, the man's eye teeth were longer than the rest of the teeth, but not long enough to be called tusks. The old man must have been near eight feet tall. Big barrel chest and a big hump on his back. Powerful shoulders. His biceps or upper arms... Uh, were enormous and tapered down to his elbows. His forearms were longer than common people have, but well proportioned. His hands were wide, his palm was long and broad, and hollow like a scoop. His fingers were short in proportion to the rest of his hand. His fingernails were like chisels. The only place they had no hair was inside their hands and the soles of their feet and upper part of the nose and eyelids. I never did see their ears. They were covered with hair hanging over them. If the old man were to wear a collar, it would have to be at least 30 inches.
1: A co- Wait, a 30-inch, co- what is it? like a round?
0: A uh, round. I wear a 15 and three quarters. So, yeah,
1: I'm a
0: 15 and a half neck. Yeah, so that's a, that's a big neck.
1: I have... Okay. you probably wear a 62-centimeter hat.
0: <laughs> I swear I did not read ahead to this. I have no idea what size shoes they would need.
1: Is this, was he like a wannabe tailor? I, maybe that was his day job. I don't know.
0: Prospector on vacation, tailor by day.
1: Maybe maybe old-timey dudes knew all this because it's pretty unusual for me to know measurements like this. Yep. Because most guys don't know that.
0: No, I know my pants size, and I know my dress shirt size, and that's about it.
1: Your pants are probably about two to four inches bigger than they actually are because we have vanity sizing. Cool. So, like your thirty-two pants probably measure a thirty-four or more. Hmm. And then women have like they have uh, zero. It's like the opposite of vanity sizing. They have complete nonsense sizing. Yeah, is I'm a negative three. Or it's like, what brand is it? Because that'll <laughs> affect what size I am. It's ridiculous. Uh,
0: I was watching the young fellow's foot one day when he was sitting down. Okay, Quentin. <laughs> the soles of his feet seemed to be padded like a dog's foot and the big toe was longer than the rest and very strong. And, and how do you know it was a strong toe? Was he doing like curls with a toe? It's just big. Just a big toe so he assumed what if it was a fat toe? It could be either one. Why don't they call him Big Toe? Well, I imagine if it was fat he would just say fat. Yeah. He's obviously he's got a knack for these things. Yeah. His toe was about six inches around. In mountain climbing, all he needed was footing for his big toe. They were very agile. To sit down, they turned their knees out and came straight down. To rise, they came straight up without any help of hands or arms. I don't think the valley was a permanent home. I think they moved from place to place. as food is available in different localities. They might eat meat, but I never saw the meat meat or do any cooking. Uh, speculating about their living there. They eat sweet roots on the side of the mountain. Uh, the boy and the girl were always climbing or something or some other exercise. A favorite position was to take hold of his feet with his hands and balance on his rump, then bounce forward. The idea seemed to be how far he could go without his feet or hands touching the ground. Sometimes he made 20 feet. So he bounced on his butt. Cool. But what do they want with me? They must understand I cannot stay here indefinitely. I will soon have to make a break for freedom. Not that I was mistreated in any way. One consolation was that the old man was coming closer each day and was very interested in my snuff. Watching me when I took a pinch of the snuff, he seems to think it's useless to only put it inside my lips. One morning after I had my breakfast, both the old man and the boy came and sat down only ten feet away from me. The morning, This morning I made coffee. I had saved up all the dry branches I found and had some dry moss, and I used all the labels from cans to start a fire. I got my coffee pot boiling, and it was strong coffee, too, and the aroma from boiling coffee was what brought him over. I was sitting eating a hardtack with plenty of butter on it and sipping coffee, and it sure tasted good. I was smacking my lips, pretending it was better than it really was. I set the can can down that I was about that was about half full I intended to warm it up later I pulled out a full box of snuff took a big chew before I had time to close the box the old man reached for it I was afraid he would waste it and only had two more boxes so I held onto this box intending him to take a pinch just like I had done instead he grabbed the box and emptied it into his mouth swallowed it in one gulp then he licked the box inside with his tongue so (laughs) plan going off without a hitch so far the non-murder of a Sasquatch After a few minutes, his eyes began to roll over in his head. He was looking straight up. I could see he was sick. Then he grabbed my coffee can that was quite cold by this time. He emptied that in his mouth, grounds and all. That did no good. He stuck his head between his legs and rolled forward a few times away from me. Then he began to squeal like a stuck pig. I grabbed my rifle. I said to myself, This is it. If he comes for me, I will shoot him plumb between his eyes. But he started for the spring. He wanted water. I packed my sleeping bag in my pack sack with a few cans I had left. The young fellow ran over to his mother. Then she began to squeal. I started for the opening in the wall, and I just made it. The old lady was right behind me. I fired one shot at the rock over her head. I guess she had never seen a rifle before. Except for the last two weeks, you've been living with a fucking Sasquatch.
1: (laughs) He should have said fire.
0: Yeah. Fire, right. He turned and ran... She turned and ran inside the wall. I injected another shell in the barrel of my rifle and started downhill, looking back over my shoulder every so often to see if they were coming. I was in a canyon and good traveling, and I made fast time. Must have made three miles in some world record time. I came to a turn in the canyon, and I just... And I had the sun on my left. That meant I was going south and the canyon turned west. I decided to climb the ridge ahead of me. I knew that I must have two mountain ridges between me and Saltwater by climbing this ridge blah bitty, blah blah He could see Mount Baker is going in the right direction. Uh, the Bigfoot couldn't get him because he would have to go up a steep hill. Oh, Albert Osman has is the high ground. Where is he? What? I thought he was in Canada. Yeah, see Mount Baker? Uh, Mount Baker. He could see Mount Baker. And he was trying to head south.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: let's see. He might not be so easy after stopping a few 30 30 bullets, I had made up my mind this was my last chance and this would be a fight to the finish. I rested here for two hours. It was 3 p.m. when I started down the mountainside. It was nice going. Not too steep and not too much underbrush. When I got near the bottom, I shot a big blue grouse. She was sitting on a windfall looking right at me, only 100 feet away. I shot her neck right off. Well, right off, huh? With her head attached, I assume. I made it down the creek at the bottom of the canyon. I felt I was safe now, made a big fire between two big boulders, roasted the grouse. When I woke up, I was feeling terrible. My feet were sore from dirty socks. My legs were sore. My stomach was upset from the grouse that I ate the night before. I was not too sure I was going to make it up that mountain. I finally made the top. It took me six hours to get there. It was cloudy, visibility about a mile. I knew I had to go downhill. I heard a motor running, knew somebody was logging. I told them I was a prospector and I was lost. I did not like to tell them I had been kidnapped by a Sasquatch. As if I had told them, they probably would have said, he is crazy too. The following day, I went down from this camp on Salmon Arm Branch of Seychelles Inlet. From there, I got the Union boat uh, back to Vancouver. This was my last prospecting trip and my only experience with what is now known as Sasquatches. I know that in 1924, there were four Sasquatches living. It might only be two now. The old man and the old lady might be dead by this time. Hmm. And that's the tale of Albert Ostman and the time he was
1: kidnapped by a Bigfoot. Okay, Mount Baker's right by the border. I was thinking it was farther south. So he could, yeah,
0: he could see it if he was somewhere in the Vancouver-ish area. So what do you think? Oh,
1: totally legit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's why he waited 33 years to tell it. Yeah, he waited until Bigfoot became a thing and then...
0: Then, Oh, now, now I'll totally tell this story. So, yeah, there you go. Ooh, I, ooh this website, bigfootencounters.com. This is useful. That's, the, that's what it is. I haven't looked at the rest of the website. You can submit a sighting. The classics, that's where Albert Osman was sightings. Okay, list of sightings. What that's state a classic,
1: should a classic sightings What state
0: should I look in? Give me a state. We'll just see how many sightings are in that state. Indiana. Oh. Okay. They have reported <laughs> 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12, uh, roughly 20 stories from Bigfoot. Hold on, let me oh, compare that right to the ready. I got to pair that to the the B-Fros stuff, the Bigfoot Field Research Organization. b that's a
1: sweet acronym.
0: Yeah, the beef ro. I don't know if they call themselves that, but that's what I call them.
1: You should. Indiana
0: has... Uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15... Okay, this is a lot. It's definitely at least double what it was when I checked in 2009 and my friend and I went hunting for Bigfoot in Indiana on a road trip. I'll have him back on Is my friend Jared. We'll, we'll, we'll tell that story sometime. But... Uh, We didn't find him. I'll tell you the ending. Spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) Most recent reports. August 2015, Brown County. Campers hear possible vocalizations on Yellowwood Lake. Ooh. Steuben County, 2012. Possible daylight sighting by a law enforcement officer standing in his yard near Fremont. Cool. Okay. Um,
1: Well, you know Washington has a shitload.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Washington's got a ton. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna check. Big. Pay
1: more coins. than than Indiana.
0: Washington has a bunch. BC doesn't have as many as Washington. Oregon has not as many as Washington. Florida. Uh, come on, you gotta have some more skunk ape in here somewhere. Hoaxes and rumors. Oh. The Ivan Mark's footage. Well, that looks creepy. 1971 Ivan Marks Bigfoot film. I don't know if I've ever seen this one before. Interesting. Probably a guy in a suit. Philip Morris Costume Manufacturer versus Roger Patterson. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm bookmarking this website. There's some good shit here. So any final thoughts?
1: Um, no, I did. Now I can't remember what I was going to say.
0: Was it about Bigfoot?
1: It was... Oh, what was it I, I, Huh? Yeah, now I don't remember. Okay. But other than the fact that this is obviously totally real.
0: That 100% true. I believe old men and their crazy prospector stories every time I hear them.
1: Oh, um, back to the earlier point of like, when did Bigfoot get popular versus yeah. when this guy released his story. Yes. Seems, seems
0: a little suspect. Yes, it does. If you believe him, it's just because now people might actually
1: believe me. They don't think I'm crazy anymore. You sat on it for 30 years and mm-hmm. then now never people... told
0: anybody, not even your closest friends and family. And ah. then, you, then you just call up Bigfoot advocate John Green.
1: Get attacked. Oh, look. It's a cat. I got a. Ah. It's a bumble. My little abominable attacked me. He's eating your microphone again.
0: Okay, you have fun with that. I'm going to play us out with our, our new Bavarian seascape music. Here we go.
1: It's in. Do it. Yeah. You ready to polka? Polka your eyes out. Yeah. That's a Weird owl reference. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody, thanks for listening to the Albert Osman episode of The Hidden Zoo. Blake is making the bumblecat dance polka, and he's eating the microphone again. (laughs) We'll be back uh, probably, you know, next week with some more animals that probably don't exist or stories about animals that probably don't exist. So until then, tell all your friends about us. And have them listen to the Silly AI episode. That's a good starting point, wouldn't you say? Yes, yes, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty, We're very happy with that episode. Okay, bye, everybody.
1: He's purring.